Hey, it's Pat. I want to make sure you know about an upcoming event we're calling the Backstage Brainstorm. I do this show every day to bring people together so we can grow our businesses with one another. The next step is to join us for a brainstorming meeting. I want to meet you. I want to get to know you and your business. And I want to introduce you to the Idea Slam feedback and brainstorming sessions that we do inside the Idea Collective. It's a totally free, totally fun event. Click the link and you can sign up and be our guest. The Backstage brainstorms coming up next on September 27th. All right, let's start the show. One in three guys are overweight. <clears throat> let's make a deal. What is something that you would love, something that you just love, but you'd give it up in order to get skinny? A new study has come out, and it's got some shocking answers. Welcome to Small Business Mornings. I'm your host, Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. Also on today's show, it's Friday. So we're going to celebrate our wins. I've got 10 things for you to host and be a part of better brainstorming meetings. And we'll play a guessing game. You feel like a guessing game today? I've got a fantastic piece of TV nostalgia that's up for auction. I'll share it, and you can guess how much the auction value is going to be. And of course, a meme of the day that has that strong weekend energy. Good morning. It's Small Business Mornings. It's a daily live stream at 9 a.m. Central for solopreneurs and small business owners who are tired of building their business all by themselves. The mission is simple. Join us each day and be ready to live out our mission. Don't grow it alone. Look who's here. Hallie Brooke, keynote speaker at the Idea Collective Small Business Conference in November. What is up, Hallie? Great to see you. Teresa, thanks you for, thank you for joining us. Mitch, great to see you. Van Nutt, yeah, we're singing it today. Jennifer Smith, lovely to see you as well. Should we get into the lead story? And this is really up Hallie's uh, alley, if that rhymes, because it's about people trying to lose weight. Hallie at the conference is going to talk about how entrepreneurs will make more money when they get control of their lifestyle and fitness. Like if you're thinner and more in shape, you will make more money and she's got the data to prove it. So she will teach us that at the conference. But fat guys of the world, unite. Imagine I had my magic wand. I don't have my magic wand here. But I said, if you give up something you love, you would have abs. Like you would lose your belly. What would you give up to lose your belly? A study was just done. And a curious thing happened. You see, men will give up stuff that they love in order to get thin, according to this new study. And it's for guys like me that are carrying around too much weight. And boy, wouldn't it be great if I looked like I looked when I was 17? And I was pretty thin at one point. And when it comes to guys in their 40s and 50s, carrying the weight right here can be really dangerous. The uh, health problems, they really stack up if you're carrying weight around your core. So the idea of getting rid of this is pretty darn attractive. So the survey asked, okay, guys, if you've got this, what would you give up in order to be thin again? Okay. What do you think they said? Would you give up watching football? Now, come on, that's hitting pretty close right here. Would I give up watching football? 
Wow. Well, a third of guys polled said, yeah, I'd give up watching football to have a flat stomach. That's a lot. A third? No more football in order to be thin? And I thought, I don't know if I could do that. But then I remembered I'm a Bears fan and thought, oh, they suck anyway. Okay, I might as well be hot, right? (laughs) So a third of guys would give up watching football in order to be thin. Would you? Think of something that you love. Would you give it up in order to be thin? Think about that. Now, Van and Lynn Karazi, they're they're fit, right? They don't need to worry about this. But if you're like me, a little bit like Pudgy, a little bit, would you give up football to be thin? They were also asked the ultimate question. All right, fellas. No sex for two months, but you're thin. Would you do it? 25% of the men polled said they would give up doing it for two months in order to get a flat belly. And then I thought, oh, wait, that's marriage. <laughs> I'm used to that. I've been married for 23. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> all of this is to say, guys think about their weight all the time. And even though they don't get shamed for it as much as women do, which is a complete double standard and unfair, but it's always on our mind if you think about it. And guys do think about it. We just don't do stuff about it as much as we should. 40% of those polled said it's the top physical attribute that they would like to change about themselves. 40%. This right here is the thing, it's the one thing that they're worried about. Obviously, I was not polled. Because you know what? If you gave me the choice, lose the abs and be bald or have a flowing head of hair and have this, oh my gosh, I would have hair down to my backside. I would have the flowing, I'd have Willie Nelson braids and a giant belly if that was the option that I could choose. No doubt, but it is a real conversation and it's something that we are thinking about and it's tough because when it comes down to fitness, and I'm sure Hallie will cover this at the conference, so Hallie, don't mean to steal your thunder here, but it does all come down to choices, doesn't it? It's really the choices that we make and damn it, why is pizza and beer so good? right? I blame pizza and beer for being so delicious. Life isn't fair. Great to see you, Mitch. Thanks for joining us. And yes, Van, it's more about the shape than the weight. I carry my weight here like with a classic beer belly. Like when you look at me at a profile, it's like, this is the profile. Be thin, 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 thin. Probably because I like beer. That's probably how it got its name. But if you're with me trying to lose some weight, look a little bit thinner, now we know what guys will give up in order to be thin. And what's so weird about that is if I lost my belly, you know, I probably wouldn't uh, have to wait two months for... Let's move on. I'm doing an idea slam feedback session, feedback and brainstorming tonight at Warrior Unchained. It's Wendy Babcock's event. It's happening in the Wisconsin Dells. And I was thinking about it 
And I was thinking, you know, I've done hundreds of these. And I started to think about what makes the idea slam good and what does it take to get a lot out of a brainstorming session and to give a lot in a brainstorming session. Tonight is the VIP night for Warrior Unchained. And I was so honored to be invited by Wendy to host it. So I'm going to have some comments and then we're going to host an idea slam. And if you don't know about Warrior Unchained, it's a women's empowerment and business conference to help their guests unchain their passion, their purpose, and potential. And Wendy and I have been friends in the community forever. And when she invited me again, complete honor. But as I was getting ready, I thought, you know, instead of doing the traditional 40 minute keynote talk and, you know, thinking deeply and looking down my glasses, trying to blow people away. I thought, you know what I really do is I really do the idea slam. That's kind of my fastball. That's what I do. And as I started to think about all the ones that I've done, what are some of the things that just hold true in all of them? And I came up with five things for people that are seeking feedback and five things for people that are giving feedback. And when these five things on each side are followed, we just have terrific sessions. Let's talk about the people that want feedback and are asking for help in a brainstorm. Because there are really five truths that I could think of that come to light. The first one is being polite. Man, that's bad for everyone. I can't tell you how many times... We've opened a room or got together in a room and held space with everyone. They want to get a fresh idea or a second opinion. And people still, when invited, are being polite. You know, I, I, I don't want to take up your time. I don't, I don't want to, you know, it, could I get a few? This is what it's for. In the business world, we're so conditioned not to ask for help. That we think that asking for help is some sort of selfish act when you're in a brainstorm, especially an idea slam. Step right up. It is not an act of selfishness. It's an act of opportunity. And we want to help you. Here's the second thing. Good morning, Jennifer. Even in a safe space, even in a space where you know many of the people and you know that it's a supportive space, it's still really tough to be direct. Because when you look, I think this is because when you look all over the place, you see the I'm successful parade. It's a Friday and people will share their wins on the web and they'll just talk about how they, you know, are going off to the Hamptons this weekend and driving their Bentley and how beautiful and perfect and nice smelling they are. You rarely see people be real online with their successes and failures. So when you show up in an idea slam, it's still tough for people to say, I'm doing something that's not working. I need help. People don't want to say that, even in a safe space. Rarely do you see anyone say, you know, I'm falling, be I'm falling behind on my credit cards. Or I got to get this client or else. Trust me, it's okay. We've all been there before. We are there to help. Third thing, and we're talking about 10 things that I've observed from hosting idea slams and how to make brainstorming sessions better. The third thing, we are, in general, attached to the ideas and products and path that we're on. We're just attached to it because it was probably our idea. And it can be tough 
for people to admit that they've made a mistake and let it go so they can go on a new direction. I think we see that sometimes in meetings that people will come in and they're just still committed to the thing. And when you ask them about it, yeah, it's not working. Okay. Is it bringing you joy? No, it's not bringing me joy, but it's the thing that I do. Do people want it? No, they don't want it, but this is the thing that I do. And and they are conditioned. We're going to keep on doing this thing. It was one of the Zen quotes or teachers that I saw that talked about when you take your hand off the hot stove, it won't burn you anymore. When you let go, you'll, you'll be better. But sometimes we don't want to let go. And sometimes giving up an idea or a product is the best business decision. Number four, repetition. No brainstorming or feedback event is going to get it perfect the first time. It's like going to the gym. Like, as you can clearly see, I do all the time. It's like going to the gym. You don't get fit in one visit. And you don't get everything fixed in one idea slam. But an idea slam can offer you the perspective that you're missing and get you on the right path. Then you have to iterate iterate, iterate, have the courage to ask, how can we do it better? How can we push the idea further? How can we be clearer? How can we make this more? Sometimes it takes multiple trips back to an idea slam to make it great. You're not going to fix it in one fell swoop. And then the fifth thing to make brainstorming and idea slams better, if you're seeking help, expectations. We are so hard on ourselves. Think about how you're doing right now in your business. Are you where you want to be? I'll answer that. No. No. Almost no one will say, you know what? I'm exactly where I want to be. I want nothing more. You know what's great? Right here. That doesn't happen. We're entrepreneurs. We're capitalists. We want more. So when we're doing well, we still want more. So it's never good enough. And that's dangerous because you could be killing it and still not be satisfied. We have to be aware of our expectations. And we have to make sure that we are okay with how we're doing. That we give ourselves credit. And we realize that we're doing good enough. Is your business still open? Are you still eating? Are you healthy? Awesome. Let's start there. You've got a business that's working. Let's try and make it better. That's great. But when the expectations are never enough, it will consume you. And you'll work and work and work. You got to know that good enough is good enough and we got to live to fight another day. Okay, let's turn our attention from the people that are seeking help. We're talking about 10 things I've learned and 10 ways to make brainstorming sessions better because I've hosted hundreds of idea slams and I'm hosting one tonight. So we've talked about five things to be aware of if you're asking for help. Let's talk about the contributor side because there are some expectations. Good morning, JB. There are some expectations from the contributor side as well. The first thing that I've observed 
from the contributor side is that comfort is a real thing. When an idea slam starts, you have to make sure that everyone in the group is comfortable. You cannot walk into an idea slam room and be like, great, whiteboard, awesome, let her rip. It doesn't work that way. You have to make the space safe, inclusive, welcoming, everyone is seen, everyone is valued. That's so everyone lets their guard down. No one wants to ask for help and no one wants to say something stupid. You have to make sure everyone feels like it's okay to speak and we want you to speak because nobody wants to step up to the microphone and feel vulnerable. Not Simon Sinek, not me, not you. You have to make everyone feel like they're welcome, they're valued, they're comfortable, and it's time to go. Good morning, Lisa from Wyoming. Here's the second thing about being a contributor in a brainstorming session. And this is probably the number one thing. Because when you're in a brainstorming session, you can't stop listening. That is the hardest one. So imagine this is a brainstorming session. And I say, okay, this show is Small Business Mornings on every day at 9 a.m. Central, exclusively for solopreneurs and cool people like you. And I say, okay, fam, I want a new name for the show. And then I go into talking about why I need a new name for the show. Well, as soon as I say, hey, everyone, I want a new name for the show. Some people just start in their head brainstorming names for the show. And they miss the larger context. They miss why I feel like I need a new name for the show. Or what's driving me to come up with this or what success looks like. You can't stop listening. You have to keep listening. You have to be comfortable doing this. Okay, JB, I hear you. Give me a second. People sometimes aren't comfortable doing that. I need a second. Thinking like they won't be impressive if they don't come up with an idea right away. You can't stop listening because... The majority of the best stuff, like the stuff that I've come up with that really impacted someone in an idea slam, is an insight in what they were really asking. Like they're asking for this, but what they really want is this. And you don't get those deep, meaningful insights unless you uncover something they're not saying. And that takes experience and confidence and listening. You have to listen. You have to get clear. You have to understand what's motivating them. And when you do, you can really find the thing they're not saying. And almost always, that's the best stuff. Okay, three, four, five. Three more things. Three, I'm, I'm, how old am I? I'm three. Three more things that I've learned from hosting all these idea slams. And all of these things will help you be better when it's time to ask for help or give it. The third thing. When you are a hammer, everything is a nail. Just because you can solve their problem with the way you've done it before doesn't mean it's the best solution for them. Oh, well, you need to, it's marketing. You need to spend more money on, on marketing. Well, okay, that might be a solution, but is that the right way for them? Feel free to suggest it. 
but make sure when you're listening and you understand what they want, that you're thinking about what's the best way forward for them, for them. The fourth thing, two more, the fourth thing, engagement. This is tricky when we have idea slams, and this will happen tonight. We will get people around in a room and we'll talk about, you know, an issue. We're renaming the show. Hi, I'm Pat. I want to rename the show. Inside a brainstorming room, people emerge as leaders and sometimes they talk a lot. And as the host, you kind of have to manage the people that like to talk a lot. It just naturally happens. Okay, person that talks a lot, let's let someone else speak. Okay, I'll thank you for that. Let's let someone else speak. You got to manage the room a little bit. But the engagement that really matters is often from the people that don't talk a lot. The thoughtful person that's really listening, that's really thinking about the issue, and may only drop one or two lines in the entire session, but they are powerful. For those of you that are in the Idea Collective, I'll give you a name, and I know it will resonate with you. If you've been a member of the Idea Collective for a long time, there's a member of our network. Her name is Mary Irish. Brilliant, kind, thoughtful, creative. And doesn't say a lot in an idea slam. But when it's time for feedback, I always make sure I call on Mary because she's been actively listening to the issue. And sometimes she'll say the thing that makes all the difference. So being engaged doesn't mean you have to talk constantly. Being engaged means you can listen and understand the context and meaning and then drop a bomb at the appropriate time. Last thing. Last thing that I've learned, the 10 things that I've learned to make brainstorming sessions better. As a contributor, the person that's helping someone else, oftentimes you will get more out of it than the person who's asking for help. I ask people this all the time because I do idea slams all the time. Did you enjoy it? What did you get out of it? And almost every time, the people sitting in the audience, they're the ones that get more out of it than the person who asks for help. Why? They get to refresh their brainstorming muscles, one. Two, no matter what that small business owner is talking about, it's probably something that we faced as well. You know, I never thought of it that way before. You know, I didn't think I had an issue with that, but now I see how I can do it better. These conversations are great. Because we're all kind of on the same path when we're building our own small business. So you may not ask a question, but if you participate, you get a lot out of it if you're dialed in and paying attention. It's a great process, and I really love to do it. And to be honest, just between you and me, I like doing this as a keynote, as a workshop. I would rather show up and help people think bigger, challenge assumptions, showcase the brilliance of the group, actually help people than stand on stage and do 40 minutes of leadership talk. I mean, it's valuable. There's no doubt. I'm not ripping leader speakers. I'm not saying that. But to get in a room and pull out 
the brains that are there and create something out of nothing and help someone get past a very real problem that they're facing, that's growth. That's growth. That's action. That's valuable. And if I'm going to be given a stage, I want to make sure that I deliver value, not only to the organizer, but to the folks in the group as well. So I'm fired up tonight to get on stage, to work with the folks in the VIP group of the Warrior Unchained event. It's going to be awesome. And as an aside, if you or someone you know is looking for a keynote or a workshop, let me know. Because I've pretty much resolved that it's time to put on real pants and go out and meet people. <laughs> so if you're bringing some people together, you want to have an idea slam or a keynote speech, uh, I'd love to do it because I want to meet your people and I want to help them grow. All right, we're going to move on with some fun stuff. This is Small Business Mornings, a daily live stream at 9 a.m. Central for solopreneurs and small business owners who are tired of building their business all by themselves. And we catch up on the news, we talk about business, and we bring together a community of people who believe in positivity, abundance, and collaboration over competition. It's all a part of our theme. Don't grow it alone. Should we play a guessing game? Let's play a guessing game. This is a fun one. Let's play a guessing game. Now, if you're watching the show, good morning, Jennifer and Jennifer and Jennifer and Lisa and everyone else that's here. We're going to play a guessing game. So find your little keyboard. Okay, find your little keyboard because we're going to have some fun here. TV nostalgia is a real thing. Because it's a shared history we all have, for those of us of a certain age. We have a soft spot for Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers and old TV shows. A-Team, come on, man. Dukes of Hazard, come on. All these old shows. The Jeffersons, absolutely, whatever. And we have a soft spot for Bob Ross. Remember Bob Ross? Of all the things that made just a cultural comeback, Bob Ross and the joy of painting is not one of them that I thought would come back and be important. Do you remember him? Do you need a refresher? Happy little clouds guy, Bob Ross. The only thing that's had a bigger unexpected comeback than Bob Ross is the QR code. QR codes came out like forever ago. And when they came out, everyone's like, what, what is, huh? And they failed miserably. And then they went away for 15 years and got their life together. And now QR codes are everywhere. It's a hell of a comeback story, the QR codes. Bob's show aired for 11 years on PBS. And one item from the show is now up for auction. And this is the guessing game. Let's see if you can get close to it. They're going to auction Bob's first painting. The first painting painted on the show is up for auction right now. And it's called A Walk in the Woods. You want to see it? You want to see it, don't you? This will help your guessing game. What do you think the auction is set at right now. How much is Bob Ross's first picture worth? Let's look at his picture. There it is. Look at all those happy little trees, right? Can't you just see him dabbing his thing with his little palette? 
happy little trees. Bop, 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 bop. What do you think it's going for? Take a guess. You got to put a guess in the comments. How much do you think that is going for? The Modern Artifact Gallery in Minneapolis is starting the bidding at... JB is guessing $100,000. Heck of a guess. Let's see. Van Nutt coming in at $10 million. And you know what? We should all be as smart as Van Nutt. Because the opening bid for Bob Ross's Walk in the Woods... 9.85, 9.85 million dollars. What makes the painting so valuable is that everyone cares about, about Bob Ross, Bob Ross now, but also it was signed on the air down here in the bottom left-hand corner. There's a red Ross. So like there's video of him signing this particular painting so I know, JB, what the hell? $10 million as the opening bid. Now, why do you think that is so valuable? Well, it's a shared experience. We all saw it happen. And Bob Ross is pretty hot right now. Uh, you know, he's kind of an icon at this point. And we got to see him sign it live on the air. So it's got all of that cultural impact. The other thing is, if you walked up to an American today, especially one under 50, and said, hey, name a painter. Okay, they may say Picasso, they may say Van Gogh, but who else would they say? Hey, 30-year-old, name a painter. A painter? Uh, Andy Warhol, Bob Ross. I mean, is there anyone else that they would even know? There is no one else. So in the culture, nostalgia value and it's kind of our shared history, right? Bob Ross is the guy. And he signed it on air. Super cool. But there's one added feature about this whole auction that I laughed. I laughed for 10 minutes when I saw this. Because what if you love yourself some Bob Ross, but you don't have $10 million? Ha-ha! Innovation! There's a solution for that. What you can't see on this checkout screen is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to buy the Bob Ross painting. Excellent, Mr. Miller. I love that. Uh, that will be $10 million. I'd like to put it on layaway. <laughs> You'd commit to the Bob Ross painting. But you wouldn't get the Bob Ross painting. Oh, no. No, no. You'd have to make payments and still wouldn't have it in your house. It's on layaway. So then I thought, because this is how my mind works. Okay, cool. Fine. It's on layaway. I'm going to put $1,000 a week down on the stupid painting. I'll get it in a few years, right? Nope. We forget how much $10 million is. You could put $1,000 down every week. And you wouldn't be seeing your happy little trees for 192 years. That's a lot of happy little trees. Financing. Exactly right. Thank you, Mitch. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah, right. They spelled it wrong. Yeah, fine. Financing. Now I see what you guys are talking about. Exactly right. So there you go. 
Not only are you paying a thousand bucks a week for happy little trees you can't even look at, they insult you by not being able to spell it correctly. Fantastic. All right, let's do our meme of the day. This is a fun one, and it flashes back to the conversation we had to start the show. This is specifically the reason why I can't have a six-pack is our meme of the day from director of meme, Abby Miller from Stories Framed Photography. Here's your meme of the day. Sunday carbs don't count. Those are the Lord's carbs, and he wants us to be happy. Truth, right? Mitch, back me up on this. I know you like to sit on the couch and watch some football too. Sunday carbs don't count. Sunday carbs come under the Thanksgiving rule. Hallie Brooke is on the show. She's like Dr. Science here. Please back me up, Hallie Brooke, that carbs don't count on Sundays. It's kind of like the Thanksgiving rule. And this is something, oh my God, I love Thanksgiving. I love Thanksgiving. But, and we host Thanksgiving every year. But, please, don't come to Thanksgiving and talk about your weight loss routine. Just don't. Just don't. Thanksgiving is about volume. And if you're trying to do something other than that, you know what? Uh, Go to Sendix or go to the grocery store and get your white meat, turkey, and green beans and no wine and shut up about it. But Thanksgiving is about multiple trips, multiple slices of pie, football and carbs. Come on. Don't be that guy. And vacations. When you go on vacation, eat it up. That's what it's about. All right, so here we go. Hallie, what are you nourishing? If you're nourishing, then they can count and be okay. Excellent. I'm nourishing my uh, sadness that the bears are terrible. And yes, the baby is stinking cute. No doubt about that. All right. So maybe Hallie Brooke will give us a pass on our Sunday carbs because uh, she is our expert speaker when it comes to uh, weight loss and entrepreneurialism. Okay. Let's talk about two things before we get out of here. And one of them is going to be your wins. So we need to know what are your wins of the week. Start typing those in the chat. Start thinking about, Monday was a long time ago. I want you to think back, what have I done this week? Because there's something you did on Monday or Tuesday that you were high-fiving yourself about. There's something. And you haven't thought about it since. All you're doing is sitting there thinking right now, what do I got to do today? So we celebrate our wins on a Friday so we can remember all the good stuff that happened. While you're thinking about your wins, I want to remind you we're making a big change in the show. A big change is coming as of Monday, in fact. This whole time, we have been broadcasting live on my personal LinkedIn page and YouTube. If you're on YouTube, that's probably the best experience. But starting on Monday, we will no longer be, we can take the baby off the air, right? Take the baby off the air. As of Monday, we will no longer be on my personal LinkedIn. We will be on a LinkedIn page that's all gussied up for the show. There's a page for Small Business Mornings. So if you want to catch the show on YouTube, you can click the QR code that's up here and subscribe to the channel and make sure you hit the notification bell because YouTube will let you know when I go live. 
So that way you won't forget the show. Oh, I forgot to watch this morning. You'll actually get a notification. So YouTube's the easy way to do it. Subscribe using the QR code. Or if you prefer LinkedIn, the LinkedIn page right here is going to be the place where we're broadcasting live as of Monday. So as of Monday, new page, YouTube, that's it. You won't see it on my personal LinkedIn moving forward. So make sure you snap the QR code and become a part of what we're doing here with Small Business Mornings. Question of the day is easy because it is a Friday. Inside the Idea Collective, we celebrate our wins on Fridays. And we do that so we can remember the good stuff that we had forgotten because we only worry about the problems. And I really believe in doing this because it helps others see that they can win and we can kind of rally around you and congratulate you for doing good work. We will start with Lynn Karazi, who had something amazing happening. Lynn became a grandpa for the first time, and he started with a new client. New kid, new client, winning. New kid, new client, winning. JB has been training left and right. She delivered overcoming inbox overwhelm to over 90 people. That is a lot of inbox overwhelm there, JB. Congratulations, 90 people hanging out with JB. That has to be a party. Now, I'm glad that Hallie's telling us this, okay? This is another reason why we celebrate our wins. Inside the Idea Collective during the Friday finish line, when we do celebrate our wins, sometimes we have someone that says something like this. This week has been a first-class nightmare for me. But listening to this show, my wins are enough is enough. I'm okay. Today is a new day. And we also launched our first physical product. That comment, like frame that comment. That's what this show is here for. That's what the Idea Collective is here for. And this is why we pause to celebrate our wins. Because even when you have a bad week, sometimes reflecting on a bad week can help you make that decision to move forward. And, Hallibrook, if we were on a live Friday finish line, we would all be supporting you. We would all be commenting in the chat, and we are all here for you. I had this realization yesterday. I saw four puzzle pieces fit together. And we've got a product, and we've got revenue, and we've got our networking people. But that fourth piece of the puzzle is belonging and knowing that you fit in. And knowing that there are people around you that want you to win. I don't understand how people are small businessing without that fourth piece. Because what happens when you're Hallie and you have a bad day? What happens when things aren't going great? Who do you turn to? I still don't get it. It's my supreme frustration with trying to tell people about the Idea Collective. Where are people getting their support? Because your spouse that works at corporate does not understand. Your clients do not want to hear it. And others in your network that you should pay to get their feedback, they're kind of offended when you ask. So where are you getting your support? That's why we do the two-week free trial in the Idea Collective, so you can check it out. That's why I do this show every single day. So Hallie, I'm sorry that you had a nightmare of a week. I'm honored that you chose to share some time with us this morning And we are, just listen to me, Hallie Brooke, private message to Hallie Brooke. 
When we announced the Idea Collective Retreat, Small Business Conference, we announced Hallie as one of the speakers. And I'm not sure if anyone in the entire community had ever heard of Hallie. I've had the pleasure of meeting her. I've seen her stuff. Y'all don't know how good she is. Marcus Lemonis is our big keynote speaker. Megan Riley is a keynote speaker. They're going to blow minds. Hallie has this effortless way to help you rethink wellness and fitness and how it fits into this entrepreneurial journey and what she has to say you need to hear. And Hallie has no idea how good she is. I promise you, you're going to love to hear from her at the conference. So Hallie, when you're having a bad day, email me, please, because I may be your biggest fan. So thank you for joining us this morning. All right, let's keep going here. All right, Lisa Rabel, the ultimate win on vacation. Look at that. No carb counting, right, Hallie? No carb counting. Very good. Let's see. Susie Moon. I got a bit of funding for the Super User Index. Kerching, Susie's new project, getting paid. Let's see. Jennifer Smith. This week I learned I need to pace networking out. It is pretty easy to over-network, isn't it? To do like four or five days in a row and you're like, oh my God, no more business cards. Wow. And then yes, Hallie, of course, we got your back. Success here for me this week. Uh, we did our day long strategy session with bank five, nine, in other words, like an entire day of golf. That was pretty epic. Uh, we're getting really serious about the small business conference. I sent out a bunch of handwritten invitations. Um, and then this weekend I'm going to warrior Unchained, where I'm going to go do the VIP keynote tonight, which I'm really excited about. So leaving the house in real pants to go meet people and help people win the small business game. So all of that is definitely a win. Oh, wait, check it out. We've got more wins. Sarah Deacon, new client, finally committed. Love to hear that. Leanne Lovely, I was a guest on three podcasts this week. Mm. All the Leanne Lovely that you can handle. We've talked all about the conference, and I realized I haven't played our shiny, beautiful promo for the conference on the show before. I think we should do that. Let's do that. Picture an event that takes small business conferences to the next level. Hands-on workshops, engaging big-time speakers, and a limited number of seats so you can build real relationships during an unforgettable weekend. It's that amazing combination of fun and learning and development and inspiration and goal setting. It's one of the things I look forward to most every year. This group gets it. Suddenly you're not chronically unique. People know you, they understand you, they get you, and they want to see you succeed. I've been to a lot of other events and conferences, and none of them feel like this. My business wouldn't be where it is today without it. Just getting that knowledge from some nationally known, internationally known folks uh, that I can add into my own process or own repertoire is really, really beneficial. The speakers that the community brings in are just rock star phenomenal. Idea Collective, I don't think I, I got it until I was here. And I want you to know for real what that means to me. Small business owners were coming from throughout the world, right? It's not just a Wisconsin gig, it is throughout the world. I've traveled the world, guys. I've never experienced a community like this one. And we need this as business owners. Business owners that want to grow, you need people like this. 
a must-have. Bookmark it on your calendar. This is the Idea Collective at its finest. You're invited to the 2023 Idea Collective Small Business Conference presented by Bank 59. Yeah. We're about six weeks away, which I can't believe, like November 9th through the 11th. And if you're watching the show and you've not been there before, I am telling you, smallbizretreat.com is the address. And if you've come before, but you don't have your ticket yet, come on, bro. Come, come on. You know how great that time is. I definitely want to see you there at the Grand Geneva Resort. It's going to be awesome. Okay, with that, uh, I'm ready to fold it up and put it away and drift off to the weekend. What do you think? Idea Collective members, we're doing an idea or a Friday finish line at 4 o'clock this afternoon, so we will see you there. And if you're hearing all this Idea Collective stuff and you're thinking, okay, Pat, uh, fine. I'm, I'm at least curious about wanting to hear more. We have the door as wide open as it could possibly be right now. We just launched a small business free trial challenge. We're going to let people into the community for free, provided they take four actions within two weeks. Take our four action challenge, complete all four, and then you'll know if the community is right for you or not. And if it is, then we'll invite you to join. If it's not, then we can just high five you and wish you well. But it is completely free to sample the community now. And we would love to introduce you to this incredible group of folks. Because as I said before, this fourth puzzle piece, there's, there's something there. And I'm going to buy a chocolate shake for someone that helps me express this the way that I'm trying to express it, because we've been trying to do it forever. But it's this fourth leg of the table or the fourth, I don't know, but there's just something here that we're all doing that when you know, you know. So if you're not in the community yet, I would invite you to take the free trial challenge so you can see if this is right for you. And yeah, Susie, I totally agree. Whenever I see the promo, I get a little bit choked up because the, the promo itself reminds me of how special that weekend is. Okay, uh, we got to go. There's a warrior unchained to attend. There's a bear's defeat to cheer on or at least watch because they're going to suck out loud this weekend. But take some time off, recharge your batteries, and get ready to join us back here Monday morning at 9 a.m. when Small Business Mornings is back on the air. I'm Pat Miller, the Idea Coach. I want to thank you for being a part of my journey, and hopefully I'm reciprocating with you as we all move forward together. Talk to you back here Monday morning at 9 a.m. Thanks for tuning in.